So, uh, you guys, uh, upon returning to your home world to uh, take care of some stuff and possibly have your crisis of faith in private, found that your town was kind of on fire uh, and under attack from undead draconians. Upon saving the town and uh, rescuing uh, your friend um, Ariadne Westbrook, stopping the uh, draconians from uh, killing everyone in the Temple of Ethla, and upon the door of which you found the symbols of something called the World Eater, you decided to uh, accompany uh, Captain Bondar to the homeworld of these creatures, uh, which she referred to as Crin Space, but we don't have to go to that quite yet. Is So, uh, before you guys leave again, is there anything you want to take care of uh, in town or on this planet, I should say? Yes. Not me. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Cacophony. Okay. Uh, Cacophony's is pretty simple. She says she'll be back, uh, she'll be back to the docks soon. Um, she's not sure it's probably gonna be a couple hours. And then she just kind of disappears. Okay. And what she is doing is she's taking off her costume and everything and heading home just to kind of drop off, like, all of her money and kind of leave it with her family. And then she'll come back and put her costume back on and pretend that nothing ever happened. Okay. (laughs) But she doesn't wear her costume anywhere near her family. Okay. She's closeted? No, she has reasons for not wanting anybody near her her hometown to know she's cacophony. Okay. (laughs) Or that she dresses like a hamburglar. Yeah, or she dresses like a hamburglar. Are you still the sexy hamburglar? Uh, It's it's a new day, no. No, I'm not. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Do we want to get that one out of the way, then? Do do you guys just want to get that outfit out of the way? (laughs) Um, I kind of look like... The best way to describe my outfit today is imperial lolita russian chan oh no i've got my cloak is massive and and black and furry today and i've got like one of those little uh fur casa cats and i'm wearing kind of like an imperial lolita jacket with like um it's got it's it's all black i'm I'm, i've gone goth apparently with uh with knee-high boots leather boots a long skirt and then a uh a top that surprisingly has a has almost no dip in it to show off my cleavage are you guys ready for the picture Oh God! Okay. Okay. Hit us. There you go. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Can I? <laughs> can I remind you that it's like the middle of freaking summer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got spells for that. Oh, Game of Thrones! Just so we're, we're going on Game the of same Thrones. Page. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones mixed with Russia, okay. mixed with uh, mixed with like a L- Lolita style. Huh. The cane reminds me of steampunk too. Yeah, I could, you know, I can see that. Oh, I should have a cane. It's a sword cane. Uh, yes, you pull it out and it's a saber or a rapier. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Mickey. You're, <laughs> You're welcome. So now that we're done enabling Mackenzie. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Juliana, what are you up to? Um, I figure Juliana's probably spending a lot of time sort of trying to put things right at the temple as much as she can before she leaves and just like spend some time you know try try to sort of try to sort of figure out uh this whole like not being able to quite access her magic thing okay are you talking to uh, anyone particular about that i think probably during sort of some of the some of the efforts to just sort of like keep the temple from completely collapsing due to what with the fire <laughs> i figure she's probably uh talking to uh talking to mother sylvia about okay. that. that was that sylvia or yeah it was mother sylvia Yes. You describe what you've been experiencing to uh, Mother Sylvia. Um, For the sake of brevity, I'll say that she doesn't really have... This is not something that she has any frame of reference for. She's never been off planet. Yeah. 
but she does say to you, well, uh, as, as, as you know, uh, Ethel knows that we are weak and thus she asks for strength. This is a, yet another trial that you will have to face, I think. <sighs> yeah, that sounds about right. But I mean, what if she's not even listening? Like, she's, what if you're just doing it for nothing? She's, she's listening, dear. And even if, even if she weren't, what she asks for is for us to be kind and generous and to protect those who can't protect themselves. And those are worthy things to follow, even if she isn't listening to us. Thank you, Mother. You're welcome, dear. Yeah, I figured it wouldn't be. <laughs> are you grumbling to yourself as you walk away from her <laughs> out of earshot yes because the mother because the mother superior is a very sharp ear she always does <laughs> she's got sonar hearing like a bat you gotta be careful yeah <laughs> she has huge ears all the better to hear the, to hear the words of Ethel with <laughs> and she knows when you haven't washed your hands before supper <laughs> like innately uh all right so uh before you guys gather in the boat are there anything you want to buy in terms of supplies i ain't got no money so nope <laughs> well i don't have the money for a diamond but i should probably see about getting one of those okay because <laughs> i have revi i have revivify now um <laughs> and well, I can only assume Kit's mercy extends so far. <laughs> yeah, uh, once you start being able to reliably resurrect people, the gloves are off. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> then I am going to uh, I'm going to go by the curio shop and make sure everything's, uh, you know, getting put back into place over there. And also see if I can, hey, uh, just sort of... Brother, can you spare a diamond? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you head over to Westbrook Curiosities, which uh, is largely intact due to the fact that the owner and her giant mechanical octopus immediately appeared to protect the place. Miss Kitty is currently in the process of putting stuff back on shelves, and uh, Ariadne is currently in the process of uh, hammering out the dents in Miss Kitty from the fight. <laughs> she looks very well. Yeah. Ariadne is usually very like well dressed and very well composed, but in this case, she's in kind of like her her painting clothes. Uh, she's got like an apron with a lot of grease on it. She's got a pair of goggles that are currently perched on her forehead as she's working on uh, on Miss Kitty, and she looks up at, at as you approach, and she kind of looks embarrassed to be seen like this, but she's not. She's she's gonna play it out. <laughs> Hello, dear. What can I do for you? Hey, uh, look, I. Okay, look, I'm really bad at bargaining, but I need to ask a favor. Mm -hmm. And you can see when you say that you're bad at bargaining, there's like an expression that flickers across her face and then disappears. <laughs> look, I have in 10. <laughs> <laughs> like, sucker. But like, look, you're, you're probably the best supplied person I know in the area. Uh, you got any diamonds handy? I, I kind of need those to bring people back from the dead and we just fought a whole bunch of dead dragon things i don't think they were dragonborn i i feel like there's stuff that's gonna happen here and i could probably use a little help getting some getting some resources for that 
Um, I'll see what I can find. And she uh, kind of vanishes into the back room. Uh, Miss Kitty uh, switches protocols from shelving to security and just turns around and stares at you for a bit. <laughs> it is an extremely awkward couple of minutes. In this <laughs> <laughs> like Juliana was like all ready to like kind of like give the octopus a pat and... Then Miss Kitty made it very clear that pats were not in the not, not in the schedule for today. <laughs> I mean, you could still pat Miss Kitty. She's just watching you. I will attempt to pat Miss Kitty. <laughs> okay, Miss Kitty is a mechanical octopus, so doesn't really respond to the pat. But you know, it's nice. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> okay, Ariandi uh, appears. Uh, she has a small velvet bag, and she says. I'm afraid I can only find one that would suit your needs for the kind of spells that you're talking about. But you did help save my shop and also the city. So consider it a favor. And she hands it to you. Ah, uh, what kind of favor? Is this a, is this a we'll wait and find out favor? Yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> hmm. I should probably start collecting stuff from space. <laughs> Well, if you did find anything interesting that you'd feel like bringing back to me, that would be lovely, dear. Why do I feel like I'm signing paperwork with my eyes right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You've seen her in combat. Her spells are dog shit. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean she doesn't know people. <laughs> Also, Miss Kitty has many arms for stocking shelves, hugging, and for slaughter. <laughs> she could do all of those at the same time. Yes, yes, she can. Okay, is there anything else you want to grab while you're in here? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we got those, we got those little healing things. I don't know. I'm not really much for, like, actually carrying things on my person. <laughs> Okay, well, if you don't think it would occur to Juliana to get anything else here, then yeah. <laughs> no, probably can... not. Honestly, I think she's got a lot going on in her head right now. Yeah, probably. Okay, so uh, you're done at the curio shop. Does anyone else want to take care of anything else before you depart the planet? Not me. I don't know anybody in town except for these two, so. <laughs> and I don't have time to go all the way back. You got any woodland friends you want to sing a song with? <laughs> Not in town, no. <laughs> so you're just kind of, this whole time, you're just kind of sitting on the edge of the ship while it's docked, kicking your feet back and forth. I've watching some man humanity go by or whatever passes for humanity around here. <laughs> I'm still learning, don't you know? Taking mental yes. notes. I'd say you could go home with Cacophony and Jillwyn could introduce you as her friend and her family all thinks that it actually means you're her girlfriend. And it's super <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a conversation. No, I'm not that kind of fine. It's okay. I mean, yeah, there's no, nothing to be embarrassed no. about. No, no, no I really. mean it, Mom. I'm seriously, I'm not, I'm not that kind of friend. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> sure, sure. What? Would you like anything to eat? Okay. <laughs> okay, so after the uh, awkward family interaction is over. <laughs> so you guys head back to the ship. Uh, where the crew has it ready to depart. Uh, the ship has not actually taken any damage, thank God. Yeah, that didn't go so hot last time. Yeah. Yeah, as you're saying that, uh, the captain's like, yeah, uh, of the two landings we've had on this planet, this was actually the preferable one. 
And it was surrounded by fire. And it was surrounded by fire and undead dragon things, but it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure I'm sure we're doing Everything's great. Fine. Everything's fine. Okay, so uh, you guys uh, board the ship, say your goodbyes, board the ship, and then uh, the Kestrel takes off and heads into wild space. Jill, you aren't piloting the ship this time. This is your first experience being on the ship uh, as it moves under its own power, and it's a little—it's a little disorienting. Ooh. Maybe not as disorienting as like thinking up and suddenly being in space, but it's weird. Yeah, Jill definitely feels a little—a uh, little motion sick as the whole thing starts changing again. She had just kind of gotten used to like space, uh, spaceship motion, and uh, and this is um. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like it's like when you're in the passenger seat versus when you're driving a car. And even if you're in the passenger seat, it's not so bad, but you still get kind of queasy because you're not like directly controlling the vehicle. Yeah, it's a ship map. Yeah, I'll just our put old you guys friend in ship map. I'll, I'll, your old friend ship map. So for uh, room assignments, uh, Alviva and Cacophony moved in together, or should I say, Cacophony moved in with Alviva? Yeah, <laughs> <I'm not asking. laughs> well, that ought to be fun. Yeah, Lachlan and uh, Veli have elected to uh, bunk together. Uh, and Jill, that means that uh, Kara is your new roommate. Kara, the, the pirate lady with the cat. Yes, Kara, <laughs> owner of Toolbox Kara. Yes, that's the important part. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Finn and uh, Mr. Hurst have uh, their own quarters up on the uh, top deck. That's adorable. That's that's a big and a small sharing a room. <laughs> yes, well, he takes up, the, Hurst takes up more space than usual and Finn takes up less. It works out. <laughs> that's very cute. The captain explains that it's going to be a couple of days to uh, reach the uh, the perimeter of the crystal sphere of the system and then another couple of days in the phlogiston uh, to get to Crin space. So you guys have are going to have a lot of time on your hands. Once you guys are out of the atmosphere uh, of the planet, she uh, calls you up, uh, all of you up onto the deck. She would call you into her quarters, but Kara's going to hear everything anyway, because she's piloting. So <laughs> she's like, all right, so <sighs> you're officially joining the crew, I would assume, for this. Yes, of course. Yeah. What's it pay? I'm sorry, we introduced the idea and concept of being paid to Alviva not too long ago, and now that's what she focuses on most of the time. Well, yeah. It's a big draw for her. <laughs> that was the idea, wasn't it? That was the idea, actually, yes. The standard agreement I have with the rest of the crew is uh, 10 gold a week and a share of any uh, treasure, salvage, etc. that we find uh, on board the ship. Okay, I'm going to turn over here to the other ladies and say, is that a good deal? Sounds <laughs> fine to me. I mean, okay. I <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, we do have our primary and secondary helmsmasters, but in the event that they are uh, indisposed, you may be called upon to pilot the ship. Oh. Other than that, uh, your main responsibilities will be uh, security and uh, miscellaneous tasks around the ship as required. We have to clean, don't we? sometimes yeah it's there's there's a chore wheel finn made it he's very proud it, it would be very rude of us not to use it wait he actually put our names in it already yeah <laughs> that's that's honestly very adorable <laughs> yeah it's uh it's up in the galley if you want to see it so yeah well, welcome aboard. I'm not. I'm not good uh, at this. Before we part, I do feel that there's something I should probably tell you about myself, Captain. Okay. 
Uh, and mostly it is that this is a disguise, and underneath it all, I'm just uh, I'm I'm just an elf. Don't worry about it. Can't say I was expecting that to be the answer, but uh, okay. I'm just saying it because we're all going to be on a ship together, and sometimes I do not feel like being like this. Cool. Mostly when doing chores. Uh, or, honestly, okay. I can see how cleaning toilets would be difficult. Yeah. Huh? Are you coming up or what? Hey, Toolbox, what's up? <laughs> Toolbox just wanders around the deck screaming. I <laughs> <sighs> uh, <you> freaking can't. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you're all dismissed. Dismissed. Where do we go now? <laughs> well, I go check out that shore wheel. I don't think we can leave the ship. So, yeah, there's only so many we places got... you can go. Yeah. What's on the shore wheel for this week? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, I am actually curious about these chores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, you guys head down to the galley. Uh, the chore wheel is uh, extraordinarily well made. Uh, there's sequins involved. Um, Holy crap. Sequins? Finn- I am in love with the chore wheel. <laughs> Finn-, <laughs> Finn obviously put quite a, quite, a, quite a lot of effort into it. And uh, yeah, on the, on the chore wheel are uh, various tasks around the ship uh, related to things like uh, scraping the hull, swapping the deck, washing dishes, tidying the wardroom, uh, stuff like How that. How does one scrape the hull when you're in space, I wonder? Hmm? Yeah, what picks up on the, what picks up on the hull? Uh, you'll find out. Um, <laughs> space barnacles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll find out. It fucking sucks. Oh, that's a very bad sign. <laughs> that is a very bad sign. But yeah, I won't go into too many details about what chores you guys have to do because you know, I making you guys uh, spend hours in real time swabbing the deck it just makes for great radio, you know. Yeah, it'll be just it'll be just like the middle section of like any Ghibli movie. We'll clean. We'll eat some delicious looking food. We'll learn a little bit about ourselves. Well, who does the cooking? Cookie's not on the chore wheel. That's Finn. Finn. Finn's the cook. Oh. Yeah. Finn doesn't trust anybody else with the cooking. Good. Good. Although, as you're in the kitchen, you are noticing that Finn is like, um, he's doing a lot of cooking and then like either like putting it in the icebox or salting it to preserve it for later. He's basically like doing the equivalent of meal prep at the start of the week. I want to note that currently we're all in the galley, which is super tiny. So we're just kind of squishing around Finn. Yeah, Finn is kind of climbing all over you guys as he goes, uh, <laughs> basically ignoring you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Cacophony wants to reach out and spin the chore wheel. And I know you said you didn't want to focus on chores, but damn it, Kit, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't statted the stuff for clearing the hull. So you spin the chore wheel... <laughs> And it lands on uh, swabbing the deck. All right. I am going to go get changed, she says, <laughs> and disappears into her and Elviva's room. Do you think she's going to come out in like, like a, like a huge cleaning outfit? Like, a, like, like one of those big fancy maids at big houses with a huge a- apron? Or is <laughs> yeah. it just going to be like sweatpants? No, it'll probably be a French maid outfit or something. Oh, God, I hope not. I hope not the sexy maid. <laughs> Well, well, 20 minutes pass and then um, it's not Cacophony, it's it's uh, Shilwin who walks out and uh, and she's obviously shrunk that, those few inches. She's got the notch in her ear. Her brown hair is just up in a high ponytail. And uh, she's she is, in fact, just wearing like sweatpants and a long sleeve T-shirt with the sleeves pulled up. Did you not have a big frilly apron in there or? 
<laughs> I'm not going to clean us, Cacophony. Are you ridiculous? I mean, Cacophony's kind of ridiculous. Well, that's true. Well, you go right ahead and we'll supervise. You guys have chores too, she says, and then just kind of wanders off to start swabbing the upper deck. Yeah, and we got three days to do chores. Yeah. I'm going to go do something else. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go for it. Spin the wheel. Don't mind me, I'm just labeling everyone's room because I will forget. <laughs> we all just switch rooms all the time. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me, <laughs> your humble, loyal GM. <laughs> so Cacophony's swabbing the deck in sweatpants. Um, which, as 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 you come up onto the deck, um, Lachlan is already there and clearly a, a little disoriented at the sight of someone he has not met before. <laughs> Hello, I say, and then just promptly get to swabbing the deck. <laughs> he looks like he's about to say something and then evidently decides <laughs> against it and goes back to uh, maintaining one of the ballistae on the deck. <laughs> so, Lachlan, I say, as I'm sitting there cleaning. Uh, yeah? Uh, wh what, what world are you from? Not that I know the worlds very well. Uh, I'm from one called Eberron. <gasps> Eberron. <laughs> What what's that place like? It's magical. Pretty different from a lot of the worlds we've visited. Maybe a mm. little I don't know, I'd say louder probably. <laughs> Makes sense. Have you traveled on a lot of these ships? Uh this is this is my second ship. Okay. Yeah, I'm kinda new, which is why Kara's the primary <laughs> helmsmaster. She's been doing this for a while, apparently. I mean less new than most of us, really. You guys seem to be taken to it pretty well, though. I take to a lot of things very well. Um, Alviva is new to everything. And uh, Juliana will get there. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, my my cat is doing something loud. Toolbox! Yeah, Toolbox walks by and then just starts, like, batting <laughs> stuff around the deck and making noise. <laughs> uh, Shilwin uh, glances over to Toolbox and says, Hi, Toolbox. <laughs> and then she looks back over to, uh, uh, she looks back over to Lachlan. Yep. And says, cats, right? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Hmm. You've never seen a cat before. No, I've I've seen cats before. I just never really had one. Oh. Well, let it be known that this is always what they're like. Okay. Good, good, good to know. So, out of curiosity, are the Ballista, um, and this is me talking to Lachlan, not asking. Yeah. Uh, are, are the Ballista just loaded with standard arrows on a spaceship? Usually, yeah, uh, we have ones that have tips that can be lit on fire, but we are definitely not going to be using those uh, for this trip. I imagined not. But yeah, it's standard it's standard fire. Um, there are cannons that we can get, but they are very heavy and they'll slow down the ship. So we, ah. we elected for uh, Ballistae instead. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Ballistae or if it was similar to uh, Captain Bondar's gun. Yeah, gun. no. Gun. Yeah. We can, like I said, we can get those, but they're very heavy, and they also require fire, which means that we can't use them in the phlogiston. Ah. And uh, there's also something you can get called a gnomish sweeper, which is kind of like a ballista, but it's two arrows and there's a chain between them, which is good for knocking people off the decks. But those are also pretty heavy, and also gnomes made it, so it might explode. <laughs> Sounds fair. Fair warning. Okay. Never met a gnome who didn't explode things. And then there's catapults, but I'm bad at aiming those, so. Ah, oh, aren't we all, really? 
it's math i'm not great at it yeah math and uh, figuring out the arc and and everything like that no thank you you just kind of sit there awkwardly for a second yeah yeah i i I keep i keep sweeping and fall silent (laughs) okay lachlan goes back to the ballista (laughs) sounds perfect Yay! Successful social encounter! <laughs> we establish a relationship of silent chores. <laughs> yeah, you get the sense that Lachlan's a little awkward. It's okay. So am I when I'm chilling. <laughs> I mean, I'm awkward when I'm cacophony too, but in a different way. <laughs> okay, anything else any of you guys want to get up to over the course of the trip? I want to talk to the captain if I can get her, like, she said that the former captain was a holy man, and I'm curious to see if he had any, like, textbooks or any kind of religious texts that dealt with, like, space gods. Okay, so, uh, she's in her quarters right now, so you knock on the door, and after a couple of seconds, she sort of opens the door a bit and looks out. Hi. 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 Um, look, I- I don't really know who to ask on this, but, like, look, I'm still kind of dealing with, like, the magic stuff. Look, you mentioned that the last captain was, like, a was like a holy man? Yeah, Captain Navaris. Did he? Look, there's not, a, there's not much of a library on the ship. Do you know if he had any, any kind of books on this sort of thing? I... Yeah, uh, come on in. And she opens the door, and as you walk into her quarters, you see that, like, the desk and the bed and some of the floor are, like, covered in what you can only assume were documents that belonged to the last captain, and, like, books and stuff like that, and notes. Whoa. I've been going through a lot of his stuff, so you might as well help. Sure. Uh, any- anything you're looking for? I've- The captain had a lot of secrets. And I'm trying to figure out a lot of them now that he's not here anymore, because he was the kind of guy where if he left things unfinished, bad stuff happened. So. Kind of kind of left it up to himself, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't tell us a lot. I mean, we trusted him, because usually when he, when he brought us somewhere and we didn't know what we were doing, we ended up helping people, but... Yeah, he had a lot of secrets. And you notice uh, some of the um some of the notes that are scattered around are written in code. Oh, wow, you weren't kidding. Yeah. And you can see also um on the desk there's the little box of uh the captain's personal effects including that uh, butterfly medallion that he was wearing. So what is this then? And she kind of gestures to the medallion. <sighs> Is that like a church symbol or some kind of god? You know what? God? I never saw that before he died. And now now that he's now that I do, I some suspicions of mine have been kind of confirmed. That is the symbol of the uh intelligence agency of the El- Elven Admiralty at Lionheart. A butterfly? Sorry, the what? So the elves out here in space have a armada they uh, have kind of appointed themselves the law keepers of the universe or what have you. And they have a, their leadership is based out of uh, someplace called Lionheart, which not a lot of us have seen, but we've all heard about it. And that is the symbol of their intelligence agency. A butterfly. Their Naval Intelligence Bureau. So he was a spy master? Probably. But didn't let any of you guys in on that, huh? 
No, plausible deniability, probably. It sounds like you guys were close. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That sounds like a lot to deal with. Like I said, the captain had his secrets. But now I'm trying to figure out why he came to your world in particular, especially considering that apparently a bunch of zombie draconians followed us there. Yeah, what were you guys doing over our space? The captain just said that we needed to go there and pick something up. And then we ran into the Neogi in orbit and crashed and you know the rest. Huh. So you have no idea if you were even landing in the same area you were supposed to be, huh? Yeah, no idea. I have no idea what we were there for. I'm trying to figure it out. Because like I said, when the, if the captain left things unfinished, that usually means something bad's about to happen. Well... And she kind of puts her hands on her on her hips. Well, good news. I've been having, you know, bad feelings for a while. So uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. So, yeah, if you want to help me sift through some of this, feel free. And she gestures to the entirety of the room. <laughs> well, I don't know from codes, but I I can do organizational stuff. So. I'll sort of keep, I'll try to sort things as best I can and, uh, and see if I can find anything that'll help me in the process. Okay. Um, make an intelligence check. Okay. Wow. 19. That's a straight roll. <laughs> cool. So you managed to get the notes and everything organized pretty quick. And despite the fact that everything's in code, you can kind of like notice patterns between them and get them sorted according to some kind of system. Captain Navaris, while apparently a clever spy master, was extraordinarily bad at organization. Um, <laughs> everything just had its place. Uh, it was very organized chaos. But you manage to get the notes sorted and you start to see patterns. And one of the patterns that you're seeing a lot is that symbol that you saw on the door to the temple, the symbol for World Eater. Uh, I definitely bring that up to, uh, to Alana. Yeah, she, she, she takes a look at the papers that you're showing her and she goes, well, that's a reassuring name for something to have. Yeah. Have you heard anything about that? Like, N no, no. <laughs> well, somebody on somebody on that rock did. Yeah. Oh, God. This is culty, isn't it? This is. This, this, it oh. looks super culty. Uh, <laughs> I hate culty stuff. Yeah. No. Tell me about it. Oh. All right. Okay, so you guys continue to uh, sort that out. Uh, in the meantime, Alviva, are you up to anything in particular on the ship? Well, I was in the uh, kitchen with uh, Finn. Yep. And uh, after those two left, I figured I should probably spin this wheel and make myself useful. Otherwise, <laughs> people might begin to wonder what the hell I'm doing on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you spin. Okay, we're main characters. <laughs> So I spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. It lands on Tidy the Wardroom. I can do that. <laughs> so I head to the wardroom. And do I pass the captain's room by any chance on my way there? Uh, yeah, the captain's room, the captain's quarters are right next to the wardroom. So uh, as you walk past, you see a cra through a crack in the door that the captain and uh, and Juliana are like ankle deep in paperwork. Juliana's still in there sorting? Yep. Okay, so I just catch a glimpse as I pass the door of all the stuff that's in that room. Yeah. Okay, it makes me stop and take another second look. 
very quickly. Yeah, and you do I, spot that butterfly medallion again. Yeah, yeah. And then I very mysteriously just slowly pass on by the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the look on my face has to go, aha. Okay, He's tidying up the wardrobe, I be. Yep. And uh, Veli, one of the crew members, is in there. Veli is the uh, the plant creature of indeterminate gender who appears to be in the corner with a very trashy romance novel, reading it very intently. Oh Hell yeah, Veli. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they largely ignore you as you start to uh, tidy up. And it's mostly just like, you know, the the, the ship took a hard turn and uh, somebody's car- like tower of cards got knocked over. Um, so there's a lot of 52 pickup. Uh, there's some magazines <laughs> that have been left out that you can put back. It's not like super gross in here. It's just generally no. like, just generally tidy. tidying up but i can still see the captain's door and i'm sort of out of the side of my eye keeping an eye on who if anyone comes out of there and when yeah um you see Juliana uh eventually leave uh-huh that leaves the captain in there right yep okay well i've got this place pretty much put to right so i'm just gonna go knock on the captain's door and say so captain i uh i i tidied up the wardroom and as i'm in there i'm taking a quick glance around the room see what i can see you uh make a uh perception check <laughs> i found what i'm looking for that's Ooh. a natural 20 okay so yeah you with a quick, quick glance around the room it's like a sherlock scan you note a couple of things you note the uh the the now sorted uh, books and papers and stuff. You now see the papers that have been laid out with that same symbol in common, uh, which you were in earshot to find out means World Eater uh, back on your home planet. Um, you see that uh, medallion over uh, on in the box of uh, the personal effects. Yeah, you basically have a pretty good grasp of what it was that the captain and uh, and Juliana were working on in here. Yeah, and I've got a good idea of where everything's located now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Captain, like I said, I uh, finished up in the wardroom, and uh, unless you've got anything I can help you with in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to roll a quick intelligence check for the captain. (laughs) Extremely (laughs) subtle. Yeah, hang on. Uh, She rolled a natural one. Not great. Wow. (laughs) You know, it's been a long... Day of it's paperwork. Been a long day. Yeah. She's had a long day. She it's, just kind of looks, looks at you blankly because she's real tired, and she's like, "Um, nope, nope. I think we're good. Do oh, do whatever you want. Okay. Just don't burn well, the ship down, please." Okay. Well, if there's ever anything I can assist you with, yep. In well, here, I'll let you know. Yep, I'll let you know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, I uh, I just wanted to make sure you understood. I'm always as your as I back out the door and she shuts it in my face. <laughs> just, and then I'd say to the closed door, disposal. <laughs> and I think I'll just go back to my room since I have nowhere else to be. <laughs> Okay. All right. So uh, the next couple of days pass in the same vein. Uh, it's mostly maintenance tasks. A couple of you take shifts uh, flying the ship out uh, on the designated course, which appears to be out to the edge of, as far as you're concerned, the known universe. 
I want to note that Cacophony only really seems to put on her Cacophony costume whenever she has to fly or cast magic. Otherwise, <laughs> she's mostly staying in her sweatpants as Shilwin right now. All right. Uh, Juliana probably spends a lot of time on up decks just, like, looking at space. Uh, <laughs> at one point, uh, while you're up there looking at space, um, you pass. It's weird. You know this const- you, you know a couple of the constellations up above uh, your planet. Uh, you spent some time looking at the sky. And one of the ones that you know about is uh, the Serpent, which is sort of this great big, long, winding, snake-like constellation. And you actually pass that constellation as, 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 you're, as you're up on the deck of the ship, and you see it off in the distance, the very distinctive shape of those stars. And you can actually see like bits of dust and gas in between making up the definite shape of a serpent. And as you're looking at it, it turns and it looks at you. Ah! <laughs> did not see that coming yeah it is it is hundreds of feet wide this it's gigantic it dwarfs the ship easily but it turns and it just kind of glances at you and looks back and um kara actually hears you make that little scream and she looks over <laughs> at you <laughs> so that wasn't just stars then um yeah that's that's uh that's a constellate what it's 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 a it's a type of creature out here. They're called constellates. They're like made up of light and dust and stuff, and it's usually best not to piss them off. Yeah, they're wow. The, has anyone ever talked to one? I mean, they're they're huge. Um, there's stories about people who can talk to them, like like wandering nomads who can talk to them, but like I don't know of anyone who's ever actually communicated with one. Wow. So there's more of those out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots. It's a little terrifying. Do they do they look like other constellations or, or yeah. like? Yeah, usually. Like the hunter, the, the scorpion, the. Wait, do you yep, have some of some of those are constellates, not all of them, but some of them. Wow. This is just so much bigger than I ever thought it was. Yeah, it's great. And then she goes back <laughs> to her work. <laughs> Space space after about five days uh you guys reach the edge of the known universe which is you see this like this wall stretching out ahead of you and it stretches out as far as the eye can see in every direction ahead of you and it's almost you can just barely see the curvature of it and it's the curvature of it is almost like you're on the inside of a gigantic sphere the wall itself is made of sort of a dull graphite material and studded in it you see lights everywhere like stars in fact looking at it you realize that these are the stars embedded on the inside of the sphere what and as the ship approaches and gets closer you can see that these are bowls of fire each star is a gigantic bowl of fire held in the hands of these gigantic statues and the statues themselves are sort of, they're not all one creature. There's a couple that are humanoid. There's a couple that are shaped like animals. There's a couple that are shaped like creatures that you've never seen before. But each one of them is holding this gigantic bowl of fire hundreds of feet across. That's blazing extraordinarily brightly. Is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the captain calls you all together and... Uh, as, as the ship starts to steer in a particular direction. And she says, all right, so 
We are about to pass out of your crystal sphere and into the phlogiston. There's a couple of things you guys need to know. Is everybody paying attention? This is important. I'm paying yes. attention. Yeah. Okay. The phlogiston is incredibly flammable. Do not light any fire while we are in the phlogiston. If you light a fire, we all fucking die. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. No, fu- no fire. Got it. No, no fire. None. Absolutely not. I don't think I have the ability to do, do fires. I don't know either. I just want to make sure you guys don't go out for a smoke or something and kill us all. Ooh, who smokes these days? Okay, so, no fire. The course that we're taking through the phlogiston will uh, be about three days to Crin Space. We have managed to catch a current there. Um, there are sometimes things in the phlogiston, so we are going to take those on a case-by-case basis, but in general, if you see any mysterious ghost-like things or monsters lurking there, or even somebody on the ship that you don't recognize that is suddenly here now, um, you let us all know immediately, please. Sorry, ghosts? Happens sometimes. Yes. You just get ghosts out in space. There's, there's, sometimes there's space ghosts. It's fine. Don't worry about space it. Space ghosts coast to coast. Do they go from, oh, do they go from one coast to another? <laughs> I, no. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get to the letter of my true love's first name. You six-piece chicken McNobody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in summary, no fucking fire. If you see something weird, let everybody know. No fucking fire. Okay. Wait. <laughs> how, like, you're gonna, it's been really, really weird for us. We're, how, how weird is weird? Actually, just err on the side of caution. If you see something, just yell. See something, say something. Oh, for God's no, sake. No, I like if you see something, yell. <laughs> <laughs> if you see something, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that the, uh, the ship is aiming towards uh, a, hole in the shell ahead of you that is uh, a couple of hundred feet across uh, easily wide enough for the uh, the ship to fit through but uh you can see that the edges of the hole are actually changing in size slightly and fluctuating and you get the sense that this is a temporary opening in the shell car and uh lachlan who is uh piloting right now uh sends the ship through and the moment you are through in the, the you see like just vastness stretching out ahead of you and surrounding you on every side and swirling around the ship is this riotous rainbow gaseous material it's almost like you're floating inside of a great big river of this this rainbow stuff oh i love this place <laughs> <laughs> is it rainbow like like oil slick rainbow like mother of pearl rainbow or like just straight up roy g biv <laughs> it's a little oil slick and some of it's just straight up roy g biv like from 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 certain angles it's almost transparent and then when you see a lot of it all in one place it's like it's it it looks almost solid it looks almost fluid cosmic as shit got it cosmic as shit
Gem Jammer is performed by Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Vicki Sharon, and it is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs were concepted by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art was illustrated by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. You can find more episodes of this show, as well as our other shows and news, at our website, crookedrussiancam.horse. You can find us on Twitter at CRC Podcasts and on Tumblr at crookedrussiancam.tumblr.com. If you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, wherever you find our podcast is super helpful and helps us get discovered. And if you want to give us some money, you can do that at patreon.com slash thejamjam or ko-fi.com slash crookedrussiancam. <laughs> oh god what do you mean you're gonna change a spell well, all the mechanics needs? remain the same uh it's called stinking cloud oh god uh-huh. but i'm just gonna make it god-awful perfume that oh tracks. god it's like a department store <laughs> <laughs>